Hey guys, Daniel here for Escaping Network. With everything going on in the news right now, we want you to know that we stand with those out there protesting for change. It's only going to happen if we all let our voices be heard and stand together. This is a very important time for all of us. So if you or someone you know needs help with resources or effective ways to cause this change and ways that we can donate and our listeners can help, please reach out to us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook or Instagram pages. We stand with you and hope that together we can make this a better place. Thank you. And now on to the show. By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there will be no apologies given for the ridiculous and random comments made by your host and their guests. Thank you for listening and enjoy the experience. Hey guys. What up, what up? How y'all doing out there? I hope it's splendid. Word. Because you know what it is. You better know what it is. It's Monday. So that means... It's episode number 15 of Yo, Yo where the, the captions, captions at? at? Yo, where they at? Where those captions at? Baby, where them captions at? Baby, where them captions at? Baby, 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 can I get those captions back? Um, Baby back ribs, baby back cribs, coming in, now we in for the fucking win. I gotta do for my friends, my amigos, my cocos, my whole family, what it is though. Really? Damn, so how did you feel about that Coco? Because, you know, that was all a shout-out for you, Mr. Crybaby. Holy shit. But before Daniel gets to that, (laughs) I got to let y'all know who y'all dealing with real quick. It's yours truly, Kels for show, a.k.a. K-Foria. Join here with my bro host, of course. You know who it is, Roscoe, a.k.a. Mel Lexi. Now you get to know about the man that's clickly clacking in the keyboard away. That's going to be the dude that just rocks Coco for the first time. Daniel Rojas. Give us your gringo, Daniel. Like gringo? Yes, your gringo. Greedo. Greedo or gringo? Greedo. Greedo. Uh, I can do my gringo Greedo. Oh, that's your voice normally. It's your Clark Kent. It's your podcast voice. I'm just agreeing with you. Eehaw. That's that's all you want to get. Damn, all that low racism. This ain't the first. This ain't the first act when he asked him for his greedo. (laughs) Now that's what we talking about. So how did you feel about that movie, though? Well, after you guys just exploited me right now for my greedo, um, I cried, (laughs) and yes, I cried during Coco because it was a great movie and it was about family. And I loved it. Exactly. If you don't cry watching Coco, you have you, no soul. Yes, you've been forgotten. You Coco, don't exist. No soul. Exactly. And joining us today is a very, very special guest. Like, um, she's one of my best friends. I've known her for years now. Years, years. Even though she doesn't look as old as she is, because she comes from very good <laughs> genetics. No, no it's, it's, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. If she you, got that Moroccan in if the brown seen people. Her, if you, you know see her mama, you'd be like, oh, this is why you... you this is where all this comes from. Respect to the fam, Chris, Nadia, Steffi, all y'all. What's up? Hope you're listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> oh, and the and the man, I gotta get shout out today for making her an honest woman because she's been going through a lot of BS dudes in her life. I'm and glad she finally found one. They they're married. It's still wild for me to be like, yo, this is my friend and her husband, because I want to say boyfriend, but she's a wife. She ain't a desperate housewife, even though she looks like Terry Hatcher back in the day from Lois and Clark. Some people might say she's a wonderful woman because she got a little dog to dog in her, too. I get that a lot. I get that a lot. 
None other than Aaron with an E. Oh. Hello, hello. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you here as always. How are you doing this day? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about some messed up teenage lives. Word, yes. Oh, you mean our life? No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean. No, my life is normal. I had the most suburban life. You know, I was complaining about that shit, but we all have our ups and downs. <laughs> Definitely. But the show that she's referring to is um, HBO's Euphoria. That's where we're going to be geeking out. Um, later on in the show, if you're familiar with the setup of Yo, Where the Caps Is At, you know, we break this down in three different segments, and we always start it off with Yo, What's Poppin', what where we go poppin'? around and talk about the headlines from pop culture over the last week. Yep. And I'm just going to start this shit off with um this uh, little piece of movie news. The what Magic School Bus is actually getting a live-action movie. Are we getting it based off of Netflix version, or are we getting the original only reason why I'm asking is because I just want to know which teacher we get. Well, technically, both of them are Miss Frizzle. But, yes. of course, we're going to get the OG Miss Frizzle, which we brought were brought up on on the cartoon and the book series. And that mm. will be played by Elizabeth Banks. Me, personally. Elizabeth Banks playing Miss Frizzle? Yes, Ooh, Elizabeth Banks is playing Miss Frizzle. She played Rita Repulsa in the Power Rangers movie. Mm. She was also the director and um, head executive producer of the Pitch Perfect trilogies. So, I have no issue with her in that role. I actually look forward to that because she's a good actress. But, me personally, I would have preferred Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Miss Frizzle because I'm a Elaine fan. And that's just my own personal bias. But I can't wait to see that movie. I can't wait neither. I think she's going to do great. Word. That's what's up. And speaking of female-led movies, there's going to be a new Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff. Oh, word. Starring Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the reason they going this route because they initially were thinking about moving away from Johnny Depp and wanting to do a new Pirates movie with a female lead. But as the years progressed, they learned like a lot of things he'd been accused of. Was it really his fault? So they wanted to get their foot out there doing something different. So just in case he did fall or he was really that nefarious in his actions, they have an R.A. scapegoat. But now we get to see what that looks like. So... With the best thing possible, we might get this spinoff. And then when they get back in cool with Johnny, we could have Johnny back as Jack Sparrow in the next official Pirates movie. And on the update, it shouldn't be that far because it's been found out. Amanda Hurst been bullshit lying a lot on this nigga, J.D. And he was doing other things like he had like animals in Australia he shouldn't have been having. Like his alcoholism became an issue. His money situation. He was selling a lot of his own personal prob- properties off to pay off these debts that he had so that all being a combination and him being a little difficult at times to rein in already had disney in a way to feel like all right we might really have to look into moving on past johnny but just to give y'all a heads up them dog shits wasn't his fault as well (laughs) amber wanted them dogs with him in australia so he had succumbed to that and took the blame for it but as we learned, she out here was lying on the nigga's name and saying, talking about this nigga being abusive. Also, as of maybe two weeks ago, her lawyer stopped defending for her. But also in wrestling news, Tessa Blanchard has been released from Impact Wrestling. And yes, she is the current Impact Champion. So that means she also had to relink the title. That means also that their Slammiversary, a.k.a. the WrestleMania had, main event, has to be rechanged. And WWE is looking to re-sign her. But 
Some people say that it would be better for her to go to AEW because of the controversy that she has around her name and the fact that her dad, Tony Blanchard, is with whom it would be more safe for her to do that and have somebody more spiritual for her. Part of the reason why she got let go is because she lives in Mexico with her current uh, fiancé, Drago, and, you know, with this COVID we don't know if they're going to let people come in there and out. So she was just precautious and she didn't want to send in any of the videos that are doing need to request that impact warning to try to to try to get her into the uh, keep her in on the storyline. So they just like, you know what? Terminate contract. Send us the belt back. And yeah, because COVID has been, you know, causing issue in the sports world in general as it is. And with that being the case. It'd be interesting to see how Cam Newton being signed to the Patriots actually plays out if the NFL even has this season this year, which also goes into a lot of other people's money. Because now, like, for example, Cam, you get paid, you get signed for like 7.1 mil or 1.7 mil for one year. You might not even have to touch a football field. It must be nice out there to be <laughs> an athlete. And uh, Aaron, quick question. How much do you know about Shane Dawson or Jeffree Star? Oh, Jeffree Star. I love watching his YouTube. He's the worst. Well, oh, my gosh. Just to give you the heads Wait, up. Wait, Shane is his ex-boyfriend. No, right? Shane Dawson isn't his ex-boyfriend. Shane, Shane Dawson just... Uh, oh. Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star did a collab together where they made... Where they did a makeup. But do you know about James Charles and the situation yes, yes. he had last yes, year? Yes, with the, the feud with Tati. Well, mm. it's been come... It's been came and maybe theorized that... Shane, well, regardless of the fact, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star knew that she was going to do this video, do the Bye Sister video, mm-hmm. kind of encouraged her to do it. Okay. And Jeffree Star, not knowing any evidence, but until, like, actually today, he did actually have proof of James Charles being a predator, but the thing is, his uh, the person that actually was assaulted by him doesn't want to come out, nor doesn't want it to come out, but he has the video recordings shown to some some other YouTubers. But past all that, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star has been found that they were the ones that really wanted to be, that were the forefronts of the downfall for James Charles. And um, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star is currently being canceled for it. Can I just throw in, uh, I went down this rabbit hole last weekend. Oh, it's a beautiful rabbit hole, And there's a lot of people with a lot of proof that Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star have been doing this for a while. Oh, no, it's not that it's a lot of proof. There is proof. (laughs) Literally, so much proof that literally, I'm going to have to say, fuck you, Shane Dawson, for using your fucking depression as a scapegoat. Because he just blamed you Because you just literally... You you literally made a bullshit excuse saying that James Charles needed a slice of humble pie the size of the Empire State Building. <laughs> but there were also people that came forward that said Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star were not only facilitating it. They were they orchestrating it, it and they took part of it. Literally, um, I'm be honest, I do listen to the drama channels on my YouTube Ashley Kyle is one of the ch- channels, as well as Barry Sanders. And I loved Shane Dawson's conspiracy videos, so this was like... Mm. Oh, and you know fuck? what's even more sad? Shane Dawson wanted to blame drama on the beauty community, only for the beauty community to be like, bro, 
You did four drama conspiracy jump, jump offs before you even decided to dabble in the beauty community. Don't blame us for this drama. And also, we came to find out when uh, he did do the start, when he dropped the trailer for the Jeffree Stars and him doing the conspiracy jump off, when he, he used the Tati and uh, James Charles drama, he told, he literally asked James Charles, about it and James Charles told him please don't put that in the trailer I don't want I don't I wouldn't me and Tati just got over this well, and, and, and what seems to be Shane Dawson out. said all right whatever I'm gonna still do it and still well, did because it because that's the thing they figured if they had a scapegoat in this person then no one would look at them and but they were a big part of it word because the moral of the story is if you go down a rabbit hole you're gonna find some dirt oh, and, and eventually if you go down through any TV show from the last couple of decades, or since TV, TV's been um, institutionalized, you're going to find aspects from that time that doesn't hold up to this day. And a lot of that has been coming up in the frame of blackface right now, because a lot of TV shows are going back through their catalog and snatching down those episodes. Some episodes, I feel like, are warranted, but then you have episodes... With just like um, stretching. In particular, I'm referring to Community Season 2, Episode 14, was pulled from Netflix and Hulu. It's called Advanced DD. The One of the best episodes ever. Yes, because the character um, Chain, played by Ken John, uh, was playing a dark elf in black paint, like literally black paint, because dark elves, if you're in the fantasy realm, are literally black. But the NBC went ahead and these networks went ahead and was like, let's get ahead of this and pull it down before we have people react instead of just waiting to see how people feel about it because if you know what the show is about in its context, you know there was absolutely nothing wrong Racist with about that, that scene as well as they have more racist jokes outside of just that episode that should be probably maybe more taken down. On another note, too, of an episode that shouldn't have been taken down, there's an episode of Golden Girls that's been taken down because... The Don Cheadle episode. Because, no, it's the marriage episode where the interracial and the parents didn't really want that to happen. But uh, two of the characters went and did a mud facing. And the black parents came in right while they had the mud on their face. And they said, no, 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 no. This is mud. We're not doing blackface. And just because of the fact that they said we're not doing blackface is the reason why it got taken off. Can I ask a question real quick? Of course. Go ahead. Shoot. So, what happens with people like Ted Danson, who was dating Whoopi Goldberg at the time, and did blackface at her uh, birthday celebration, her birthday roast? Oh, it's not you could but, do about that. Are you going to cancel him because of that? No, because that, she was like saying it was funny at the time, and now says it wasn't. They will be saying it wasn't. Because if Whoopi didn't say it wasn't, then I would expect it. But I don't think Whoopi said it wasn't yet. Unless she did later on say that, you know, looking back on it, it was tone deaf. But I wouldn't want someone like Ted Danson who. But did she say that she needed to be canceled though? Because the thing no, is, if but Whoopi, that's just what society's doing. And that's but that's too, the thing: like... it's society themselves that are self-canceling, not the people that like are saying, "Hey, we're offended by this." Right. Because as you can tell, Whoopi wasn't offended. She just realized, like, hey. I understand why people are offended by this, but I didn't see it offensive, and I was dating this man at this time. I, they were dating at the time, and it was like, 
she thought it was fucking hilarious. Hilarious. He was he was, he was doing a satire on what was and exactly and the same thing, thing they tried to do with Howard Stern. Like he was a shock jock, and we all know all it was know offensive for a reason. It's just like in that contest. Like yeah, looking back, that wasn't the best thing. But you can't sit here and judge an individual this is, for a joke in the same time because cancel culture is not even a real thing. It's a fancy word because you can't cancel anybody because human beings aren't Netflix. Human beings aren't subscriptions. Human beings are people. They're energy. And think about cancel culture as well. If you really pay attention, it doesn't mean anything because from a week and now. No one cares. And two months from now, it's going to be something else we're collectively upset about. And also, people have the right to evolve and to earn back your respect. Because they tried to cancel Kanye. He's back in people's good graces. There's mad people that have been canceled. But guess what? They're doing fine. They tried to cancel Kevin Hart for that old-ass joke. They tried to cancel Ellen for being how she was. But it's like, But uh, the thing with Shane Dawson, I think he might actually be canceled, canceled. Because the pure fact is... He's went through two apologies and still hasn't even truly apologized about his pedo jokes behind. He masturbated to an 11-year-old Disney Channel picture of Willow Smith as his intro saying, whip your hair back and forth. And until people pointed that out, he was still getting monetized money from YouTube from all his pedo talks in his you in his podcast videos where he did pedo talk as well. Cause money talks, and when it stops talking, that's when they stop listening. But talking about something that's not canceled, The Boys season two is Ooh. coming September fourth to Amazon Prime. Aaron, are you familiar with that TV series? <laughs> no, enlighten me, please. It's a TV series based on a comic book, um, basically describing superheroes in the real world contest, not like what Marvel did with their Avengers movie, but, like, if superheroes existed in the world today, as we see... In 2020? Yes, yes and we like, paid them for We paid them to be superheroes. Like, they're oh. licensed, their own property, and it's gross. It's misogynistic. It's rapey. Sexist. It's violent. And it's mm. all about the book. So Not for children. Oh, no, definitely oh, not for definitely children. Not no, for definitely children. not for children. Well, I was pointing anything. So, if you are interested in that, have Amazon Prime, you definitely have to check it out. And you know, I think you are and there David any girl heroes? Oh, yeah. There's yes, a girl, oh, girl okay. And she has to do questionable things because it very relates to, like, the women experience in the workplace from how it's been described already in television and just hearing women's stories, especially in this, like, Me Too area, mm-hmm. it gives a lot of more context. And it, once you put it into a superhero world, then you be like, oh, shit, because in this world, they're not just superheroes. It's also their job, their enterprise, their likenesses, everything is marketed. And also, another show that's coming out um, from Amazon Prime on July 3rd, Hannah, which I highly recommend anybody that has Amazon Prime or anybody that was a fan of the 2011 movie, Hannah. I recommend y'all watch the first season and be excited for the second season. Yes, you may at first think that it's going to be a carbon copy, but no. They keep keep the main structure part of it, but there's so much different that they added into this. Like, be honest. Yes, as us growing up, when we first watched the movie, we thought just Hannah was just out here super smart and able to whoop all these older niggas' ass. In this TV series version, they they give a deeper explanation of why she was so capable of like that in the movie, as well as they give a whole background for Eric, the dude that raised her, and Miranda has a better background uh, story behind it. It's... 
to me, it's literally the complete version of what a TV rendition slash remake would be like for a good ass movie. Word. And movies aren't really that complete without a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Because you can't are. have the movie without the music. Then it's just people talking. And if you guys are new to the podcast, we have an official playlist on Spotify, YWDCA, where we're always updated monthly with monthly. the music that we're currently listening to. Over the weekend, I actually um, listened to John Legend's new album. Which that was, joint slap, right? It was all right. It was chill. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, wasn't. but it was also like... Some songs were hit and miss, but overall, it was a nice Sunday afternoon vibe. Some tracks are made, you know. It still don't beat the first vibe. the debut album. Oh uh, no, nah, because that was a, that one was a classic. That's Again. just a masterpiece. I don't care what anybody told me. Y'all fight me. Word. And then I also listen to Jesse's Weird new album. She has like an '80s style to her. So if you like that kind of mid tone type feel. You should definitely check out our album, and if you want to hear songs for her or John Legend off their latest album, definitely listen to the playlist. Aaron, what new music have you been listening to? New music. Or any songs you like. They don't have to be new, new, but what you been listening to? Just real chill music, like like reggae, kind of rock, kind of. There's uh, Magic City Hippies, Mm. um, G-Love. G-Love's kind of old. What else? I don't know. We were in a boat yesterday, and we were just really Ooh, fancy, chilling, just chilling. Fancy. That one percenter life. Yeah, nothing too serious. <laughs> my husband has been freaking screwing up my Spotify. He was in this mood, and we share Spotify, but not anymore. And he had like this freaking depressing ass jazz electronic music, and just. Destroyed my Spotify. Did you ask him why? Ask Mike about them. <laughs> David. I mean, David. My fault. I showed this. Did you ask him why he was in this mood, or is this yeah, his new choice? He was. He was sad that he was away from home and he had to study uh, and do all this stuff. So, um, like, yeah. Fuck that. Stop listening to my. He Spotify. has screwed up my Spotify <laughs> so bad. I'm trying to recover from it, but my daily mixes are full of depressing, down tempo jazz electronic music that all sounds just the same to me well, my no. advice to you is like you just create your own playlist with the songs that you like so yeah you but spotify that. does i have my own playlist too but spotify but makes like a daily mix that, for you and uh, i use well, those not a just lot. one but oh, yeah. like 18 daily yeah. mixes no there's six of them I and know, i do obviously. one for each of the week and my fridays are all fucked <laughs> it sounds like you're just being lazy all you don't i can say is work my... okay well now he has his own spotify and he can listen to his crappy dave matthews man yo no key dmb isn't that great to me but i will say slaps my daily oh my mix God. my daily mix six is full of had sad bullshit, but it's good sad bullshit. Word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um that is a perfect segue into the topic of yo we geeking out. Geeking, geeking, geeking. Where we will be talking about the show Euphoria. Mm. Because this show is a musical, drug induced, teenage, angsty, musical roller coaster. And it is fucking amazing. It's addicting. I was yeah. so addicted. I could not Dick stop watching. Oh, that in it too. <laughs> which made it much different than other shows. Like exactly. It's not very often that you see full frontal male nudity. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Damn, yeah. Because I can't even recall the last time I saw from for... Like you really don't. It's outside like the eighties. Outside the eighties, yeah. Outside Spartacus, it's the eighties. Oh, I had it. <laughs> yeah, it was a show. Um, stars, I believe, several years back. 
it was about Spartacus. It's like Gladiator meets mm-hmm. fucking even pre Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Uh, they shit. use uh, UFC fighting like fighting techniques into the fighting scene. So like, there's a lot of Superman punches. Yeah, a lot of that shit. So, um, Aaron, what made you f- decide to check out Euphoria? I love HBO. Like HBO puts out some really good stuff, and even even if the preview doesn't look that great to me. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm sucked up within a couple, two or three episodes, so I have no problem trying a new HBO show. But I think the preview, Zendaya, Zendaya, it's her name. She has the most amazing eyebrows, by the way. Yo, y'all do got kind of same eyebrows. No, she's like, (laughs) she's the goal, for sure. Oh, she the goal? She's the goal. She has nice eyebrows. Anyways, uh, no, the the preview looked really good. Um, I like teenage stuff, you know? Like, I... I'm fond of my teenage years. I was a bad rebel kid, and and I can I can uh, relate show, to some of it. I think really after the first episode, I was sucked in. I probably finished it within a week, which is yes. pretty quick for me. Exactly, and it yeah, was really it, the benefit of that too is only eight episodes. So oh yeah, it's if you quick, ain't got shit to do one day, it's you a great it out and all in one day. Yeah, yeah. Euphoria is one of the things like I just you know. You see advertised for it, like you said, Zendaya. I was like, all right, cool. Zendaya's on the TV show on HBO. I like the soundtrack and how the trailer was presented to it. So I was like, yo, let me check it out. Yeah, but I've been following Zendaya since uh, Shake It Up, her very first real big break show with her and Bella Thorne. So I'm literally a Bella Thorne Zendaya fan because they did some good acting there. But uh, yeah, Euphoria is probably maybe, I would say her... Best masterpiece of artwork that she did acting wise. Yeah, cause she shows so much range in this series. Cause it's always this is fascinating. Like Euphoria is a feeling, a state of immense um, excitement or happiness. But you can't have that without the darkness. Mm-hmm. And the show is very dark it's so in its dark. context. Cause it's not like typically like where we're coming up. We had like Say by the Bell, the Grassy. California Dreams, the OC, One Tree Hill. Like, yes, they got serious sometimes, but it was nothing really as dark and realistic as this show. And that's something that you could only get on the HBO because you can do almost literally whatever you want to do. So, uh, Aaron, what describe Rue to us, Zendaya's um, character, the main character of the show. Like, what do you think she's about her? She's like, she's super chill. She's like a, she's not too girly. You know, she's yes. not very girly. Um, I think there's like scenes where she's like laughing and crying at the same time. Like yes. that's how you see all of Zendaya's like acting chops. She's really, really good. Yes. Um, I'd say she's like a cool, cool chick, and um, most people like her. I know that what is it? The beginning of the season, everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Aren't you the girl that died? Aren't you yes. the girl that that's overdosed?" Get, yes. Yeah. So her. she's gotta like work her way out of that reputation in the show. So that's really interesting, and I think eventually she kind of gets in with a clique, like a group of girls, and yes. moves past the girl that overdosed. Exactly. Like, she's trying to get out of that reputation, because that's what high school is about. It's not who you are, it's what they think you are. And she was known as a girl that died, and people were like, oh, I thought you died. Like, that was, like, three months ago. Like, well, we ain't seen you in a long time. They, she's driving down, like, people driving down the street, like, oh, shit, you alive. She had to hear, like, shit like that constantly. And one thing, too, about Rue. Been there. Word. <laughs> and the one thing about Rue, too, is, like, 
they let us know that like, she's never been normal. Even, like as soon as she was born, the doctors basically Anxiety, already had, yeah. already had her on medication, so mm-hmm. she was never never chemically balanced. So how can she ever be balanced if she was always abnormal? So she's get a, uh, she gets addicted to drugs. Always trying to find her euphoria, her happiness, but it's hard to do because you're up, you down, this thing, this, this, you, your family comes in play, boys, women in your life, how you feel about yourself. So it's just fascinating that side of the show because it makes me think about how many kids are in this predicament because when we were younger, we weren't getting pumped full of drugs. Yes, they prescribed things here and there, but now it's like that's instead of getting whooped with a belt or a switch. I'm just going to give you drugs to sedate you. So how can you really know what it feels like to be happy if mm-hmm. you never had happiness in yourself naturally? So that's one of the things about Rue. It makes it so, um, make her uh, dynamic in the show so interesting with all these other characters because they're still going through high school shit, but her shit is just different. And then um, Rue's best friend on the show ends up being a girl named Jules. Well, Ross. first it's Lexi. Yes, first it's Lexi. Technically, Technically, yes, Lexi, but Jules come in as that new shining piece of gold in her look at what could it say? Her jackpot at the end of the rainbow. So what about Jules that makes her a perfect fit for a Rue, Ross? Um, the things that make Jules a perfect fit for Rue is when you come to realize like, oh, Rue has like a certain type of disorder personality disorder. And so does Jules, but the thing is, the fact that their personality disorders are too different, but somehow Jules' Jules' personality makes Rue a little bit more open and more happy and not needing drugs compared to, like, not to spoil, but when you get later on in the show and you realize, like, when Lexi ends up exposing, like, the whole, like, yo, Jules, you being around Rue is making her happy— then when Jules finds that out, it's just like, oh, I didn't know I was like this. I don't want to be like this. And it ends up becoming a toxic thing for Jules, which ends up becoming a toxic thing for Rue. And that whole relationship is just on a whole other trip. But, yeah, Jules is just a girl who found out at a young age she had a depression problem. Her mom and them, her mom sent her into a psych ward. She, unbeknownst to her. Unbeknownst to her until the end of the trip. And she had to go through that. But yet her safe space or her safe person who happened to be her dad, who basically ends up Yeah, her mom does her mom they never specified if her mom passed or did. No, they? her mom just left him. Yeah, her mom just we left. We should also mention that Jules is a transgender. Yeah. So I was she's about, starting yeah. out fresh in this yes. new high school. So her mom sent her to the psychiatric ward to cure her of her transgender. Well, it was it was a combination of that, and also she would focus so much so much on a thought that she would actually stop breathing, mm-hmm. and then she would like freak out. She would pass out, and that being a part of it, also she was going through a transition of not wanting to be a boy anymore. She wanted to become a woman, and her mom mostly didn't really understand that. So they took her to a psychiatric um, facility, more like, let's see what it is. And Jules was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to check it out, see what it's about, not knowing they was leaving her there. And that was like one of the most emotional scenes of the show too because I can imagine 
being a kid and you just at some weird hospital. He's like, all right, it's cool. And they seem like, no, you're not leaving. You're here now because yeah. your it's parents not even just think that. something is wrong with you. She had to witness a dude masturbate yelling at the person that's taking her on a, te- on a trip. And then she runs into that dude again while on that tour and then had to re- then when she tells the doctor, I want to leave, and the doctor's just like, you're not leaving. And then she realizes it and sees her mom and literally goes to beg for her mom to let her out, and her mom's just like, nah. No, because then she like starts doing self-mutilation. Like We get the beginning of that, and then fast forward to her being at a party, cutting herself to get this dude, Nate, out of her face. Oh, and Nate. Nate is literally like an American psycho. Like he's this white, he's the ultimate slave, alpha obviously. male, anger issues. He struggles with his sexuality to a degree because you find out that his dad fucks young boys, girls, sometimes transgenders. And actually, Jules is one of those people. And his dad records it. And as a kid, he found these tapes and he watched them. So they already put something in his mind about the uh, correlation between sex, dominance, and sexuality. And he takes out these frustrations on other people and within himself eternally. And then it also makes him feel a type of way about being a football player and having to see dicks all the time when you're in the locker room because you see dicks and it makes you think about your father fucking boys and women for years. So he has all of that going through with him. Like I'm not gonna get into all the Nate shit because he has a whole nother oh, story. No. Y'all. I would I'm gonna be him honest. A villain. Yes, if he's a villain. He freaking abused mm-hmm. Maddie. Yes. He yes. blackmailed Jules. Uh, yes. yes. And he called the cops on Fez. And Tyler. Uh, what and Tyler he, <laughs> no, and he and he blackmailed Tyler into yes. confessing to a crime that he didn't do, let alone the the worst person of say crime that he was like, yo, if you don't confess to this crime, you're going to get in trouble for this other crime, which wasn't a crime because Maddie consented to it. First episode, Nate has a semi-spoiler. Nate has a long-life partner named Maddie who on again, off again, they just do shit to make each other jealous. So It's Maddie- a toxic boyfriend-girlfriend relationship like we see in adults, not just alone teenagers as well and maddie ended up deciding to fuck this dude out of going to coming back to school summer in the summer party not knowing that he was 22 all up in the swimming pool just to make nate jealous only for her to be like no i was blacked out i don't remember anything but she remembered everything yes and maddie has an interesting um, point of view with her life because she's Hispanic and she always seen her mother like being a nail technician, like being on her knees, scrubbing these white women feet. Well, not just white women, but, you know, other women, other people. She was being subservient. People of upper class. As she was doing this, not necessarily upper class. You don't need money to get your shit done. True. But it was like one of those things. She seen her mother always in this position and she was like, I never want to be like that. While her father just sat at the crib and really had to do anything. Drinking so sweet. So she learned as a woman, if she was pretty and if she was popular, she could use men to get what she want without having to do any of it. And she had that power. And she used that power of manipulation to get her way, to feel loved by Nate, and to be like the it couple of the school, even though she didn't always like how he spoke to her or how he handled her 
physically, but she loved him because no other man could give her that set of fashion and that protection the way Nate did because she knew, like, if something did happen to her, he would kill somebody. Like, because Nate also feared her being kidnapped, her being raped, or any dude doing anything to her because a lot of men are gross. Big surprise. And that's another look into the life of women that I don't think most men realize. Uh, like, that fear of being abducted. Because it's like a scene in the movie. Like, she's just walking, and a dude watching her the whole time. He's just growing up on her, snatch her, putting her in the trunk. Boom, she gone. And the sad reality is that happens all the time. That's literally happening to somebody right now. And that's fucked up. So that's another fear that people have to deal with that you might not associate with yourself because you're not a woman. Just like the black experience, not to get on that real quick, you may not have to worry about being chased, bound, chased down by a group of dudes in a car because you're a different color skin and you can end up being killed because of that. That's an idea, that's a threat that's always present in a lot of people, African Americans' mind because we know that it shit still transpires to this day. So that just makes that shit even realer because not too many shows tackle that issue or that subject matter in such a realistic way. And Maddie, um, she also has a friend um, by the name of Cassie. Cassie is a cute girl. Um, if this was the 90s, they might have referred to her as a bimbo mm-hmm. or like an airhead. Like she developed at a young age. And it's one of those things like conversations I've had with a lot of my female friends because I also compared compare to like the black experience. Like there's one day when you realize when you're black that you're going to be treated differently because of your skin and like there's always that one day as a young lady that you realize like oh i'm a woman so i'm gonna be treated differently for the most part because i'm a woman and cassie kind of has that issue go up when she you know develops and her uncle start grabbing her a little tighter move their hands and things of that nature and then she had to while going through her puberty she also had to deal with her father who ends up being a fucking addict and the, her mother's divorce and then her whole story is like she has her daddy issues, and now she does these things to get boys' attentions. And then you have to find out that, oh, the boy that she's been playing the whole time because she has a boyfriend basically tells her, like, yo, if anybody say they actually want to get to know you and love you, you're full of shit. You ain't got nothing in between your ears. You're not interesting. You're dumb. They just want you for your body. And she has to hear that and move toward, move toward forward in her life, but at the same time, same time realizing, oh, shit. Somewhere there's some truth in that shit. What do I now do with myself after this situation? Mm-hmm. What do you think about um, Cassie and her journey through season one, Erin? I think Cassie has definitely had like a few wild years. Um, she's been a wild teenager. She had the daddy situation. She's been on a lot of sex capades. And um, I think at the beginning of the season, didn't some of her pictures leak online yes. like her naked pictures and videos of her having sex oh. and that's what makes it a little bit different than when I was in high school like that was just starting to come out like the text message pictures was yes. like a new thing and social media was MySpace yes. so it's nowhere near as terrible as it is today um, so it's, that's kind of like a, a look into today's teenagers 
what they have to deal with every day. But you exactly. also got to remember that those videos that were coming out, that came out was when she was fucking with McKay, and that was college. So those college dudes that was doing that. No, no, she had but she did have videos But she did McKay. have previous videos beforehand when they did go into her backstory where it's like, the first dude that gave her, she gave a blowjob to that he recorded. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't know. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like one of those things, too, they bring up that um, angle or that perspective because it reminds me like when Bella Thorne came out and, you know, because I watched The View and they talked about that, too. And they were quick to be like, just don't do it, girl. But then, and you forward it's like, well, that's easy for you to say because you're not growing up in this generation where it is normal. Right. Like, this is a part of life. Like, news is the new profile picture, more or less. So, I get what you're saying, but the same, you got to know that is this day and age. Like, we can't control that to a degree because we, this is how we socialize with each other now. They're like, locate your own personal baseball cards. And you have to trust an individual with those if you want to get some type of relationship if you're yes. in a certain demographic. Yes. Just to throw in from a sideline, I know too many people, men and women, who when giving blowjobs or head or whatever, they don't know they're being filmed. Yes. And, and when that comes back around, exactly. But the, thing, the, the helplessness that they feel is pretty big. Yeah. The thing with Cassie is she also, but she knew she was being recorded with it. Like, I think she's doing it for attention. But she did it. She did it for attention slash love because she always she just wanted to show she up. Fell, she fell for those all her dudes quick, except for on a good note. McKay was the one that didn't really want her to be like that. Like he always wanted to uplift her and treat her like the like the special chick that he he did and the chick that he cared for and how he didn't want that to happen. Yeah, and interesting too about McKay is like a scenario. That you don't see a lot. Because McKay's a nice dude. He was the oldest of the main cast. Well, for a story-wise. Outside of Fez. Yeah, outside of Fez, story-wise. Because he actually was the only one in college right now. But he was a nice guy. And it's like, yo, I'm a nice guy that just happened to like a girl that some might call a slut or might be fast or loose. But she's still a person. And I like her. And, of course, her his boys gave a shit about that and showed him feel like, oh, you really like her? Look what she's doing, yada, yada, yada. So that kind of plays into his psyche, but he also tried to, to respect her, treat As her right. Woman. But then again, his own pride and vanity came in that because he was starting to be like, yo, you shouldn't dress like this because I won't hear the end of it. You really want this type of attention, um, X, Y, and Z. But then also it makes um, McKay's story more fascinating because you don't hear this a lot, especially being like, a black male, like he was an athlete, he was going to college. His pop, his father pressured him since a kid, like you don't go to foot, you don't play football, you go to college, go to the pro, do all that shit. But he gets to college, he's not getting any time. People keep telling him it's because you're not working hard enough, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. But then McKay's like, no, I was the shit in my high school. This is college. Everybody's good, and also I'm undersized, I'm underweight. There's no way. I'm going to make it to the pro because he just did the fucking numbers. He did the math and say, like, oh, shit, I'm not going to make it. Then he went to his dad like, Pops, I did the numbers. I've been thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. What should I do? What should be my next move? Tell me what to do. And what his dad tell him? Just try harder. Like, bro, I literally know I'm not going to do this, but your dreams are so put on me. Like, you're trying to live vicariously through me and my accomplishments, but you're not seeing the reality. And that shit sucks because that happens well, not just with black kids. It happened with athletes all over the world. Like, you get trained your whole life to go to this next level, but then that comes that day of realization, like, oh, this shit ain't going to happen. 
what do I do now once I realize my dream is kaput, more or less? So I need to be figuring out right, right now where to make my next move. And hopefully, whatever they do decide to do with them next season is very intriguing and do more with this character and show a different aspect of that. I don't know. I think I don't know. Are we allowed to talk about spoilers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, please we, talk about spoilers. Well, we I don't think have... McKay's coming back. I think that right. she got the abortion. Cassie yeah. got the abortion. Yes. And um, she mentioned something like, "Oh, I'm. Uh, this is the first time I haven't been in love." Yeah. And so it's kind of like a new chapter for her. But mm. I think McKay is going to be out of the picture right. next season. Personally. I can see that happening too. And like we were talking about earlier, like how certain people where you're male or female, like you might not know that you be you're being recorded while having sex with somebody. Some, that happened to a character named Kat. Kat is a bigger girl, and this is probably, Kat's probably like low-key my favorite main character out there because she took great. the power of being a bigger woman and realized the power in her sexuality and what it have over men. It's like men are just all dribble. They're just animals. They're pathetic. You touch them the right way, they lose their shit. They'll do anything to get a little bit of pleasure. And once she realized that, she had a new swag, a new attitude. She was a virgin at the beginning, but then she had sex. Her shit leaked, and she flipped it on the principal because she was like, isn't this you? And she was like, nah, why? Because I'm a big girl, and that's a big girl. That's <laughs> fucked up. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I just said it. So she had a new swag, and also let me. it also made me realize how much money you can make off the internet <laughs> by not fucking people on Pornhub because she has a whole foot fetish site where she just show her feet. She get money. Her mom talking to her from across the room. She's just putting up um, pictures of feet. And one thing, too, about this show is, like, it's no shock. I'm a man. I watch porno. I see penises on a daily. But not as many as penises. see at least one penis a day. Yes. Yeah, but I did Outside not know the perfection. <laughs> I will honestly say, yes, I call dick pics Anthony Weiner's are po- political pics, but I did not know there was s- such good etiquette for dick pics. All I thought was, if you really want to prove your size... Get an object, do a comparison view to no, it. I did not know that. The, I did not know it was about the angle, the lighting, the upkeep. I'm well, just you like. You say that hmm. I got a nine out of ten rating on my shit, and that should tell you that it's all about angles and I'm, lighting. No, but I mean, my any woman can tell you it's all about angles and lighting. It's, we take yes, selfies any, all the time. You any woman like, can, but okay, as a as a as a male though. I just, I knew by a certain time, right before I quit sending out dick pics, or political pics, grab a remote control, grab a air can, something to compare <laughs> girth and width with it. And it's um, one of those things, too, on the show. Oh, yeah, like, if you females they need, need to know about the proper but Some females are just girth people. Some females are with people. Like I was saying, Not this show gives you the proper dick pic Etiquette. protocol. And I didn't even know that shit existed. I didn't need to know because, like I tell all women, if you want to see me, you're going to see me, all of me in person. I don't do that shit. It's just not how I roll. I don't got time to send you photos when you need to see the real thing in person, baby. So it's just like weird watching just getting a a tutorial about penises in the middle of this high school show. And you're just sitting there like, I'm not trying to take mental notes. But I'm taking mental notes. That's what makes the show shit. so good is because exactly. like it goes from being hilarious to yeah. being so dark. It's almost yes. like a dark comedy in a way. Exactly. And, and it's that's what makes it addicting too. Exactly. Like any episode you get every emotional spectrum. Like even when you kinda find out that Cat 
became internet famous because she was writing One Direction erotic fanfic and it blew up and it goes into a straight up anime retelling of her story. Then to the point you're almost like, damn, I kind of want to read some of her writing. Like, yo, she out here. And it also goes back into the real world when she's like, if I had my fans storm the school, they would. But the people in my school don't give a fuck about who I am because I'm just some fat girl in this school. But online, I am the shit. And then it goes into the sad story about how she gained all this weight. And the little boy that was she was dating used to hold her hand. Then she had all these virgin pina coladas over this summer vacation. And she came back overweight and then he didn't want to fuck with her no more. And that shit was just sad. And it wasn't even just the fact that he didn't even want to fuck with her. He, after he actually fucked fucked her a few in high school, she told him like, "Yo, we dated for like six months in middle, like three years ago, maybe four years ago." And he's like, "Oh, I don't recall." And she just had to sit there in her own sorrows, like, "Damn, the dude I really had a crush on and that I dated before." Kenny don't even remember that we dated. And that, I, go ahead. That go. guy messed her up so bad that like she has two alter egos. She's got her cam girl yes. life, and then she's got school life where she's like the fat girl. And yes. and then this guy likes her, Ethan, yes. and she doesn't even realize he likes her. Like she just like it's not possible. Somebody that knows her for her and and goes to school with her in her real life even. Wants anything to do with her, give yes. her the time of day, and that's what I like. It. That's what I thought. One of the highlights in the season finale was was when Ethan and her were at the dance, and she kissed him. I'm gonna be honest, Ethan. Out like low key, Ethan and Lacey are my favorite B side characters in that show, and I hope that in this next season they get more shine because yeah. it's just a pure fact. Like especially Lexi too. Yeah. My one thing that made me like Lexi was like, yeah, Lexi went. All seven episodes being the good girl, always legit, semi making it seem like she was a straight edge, straight edge out the group, and then all of a sudden, junior prom comes. Oh, let me drink this Everclear with Gatorade that mm-hmm, Maddie just mm-hmm. hand me, and now she's just like, I might want to lose my virginity. This, that, and the third, I might tell the person that I really care, that I really have feelings for, that I really like. So, one of your favorite parts about. The season finale was the part where they kissed and hooked up. And speaking of the season finale, what I'm going to ask both of you guys, what would you like to see transpire in season two? And which character or characters would you like to see more of? So I would like to see Jules come back. I think that was a major cliffhanger. Um, I think she's a really big character, so I would imagine that she's coming back. But I definitely hope that she comes back. Word. And any story arcs? Like, anything you want to see from a character that you didn't really get a lot of in this season? Lexi. I want want them to elaborate more on Lexi. Me too. Like, I definitely want to see Lexi's... Her story. Yes. To see her perspective from all this shit being the little sister. Mm -hmm. And see how having your big sister being the attractive one going through all this, how would that make you feel? What about you, Ross? I honestly think that what I would like to see is during their senior year... Lexi ends up getting her glow up because of her confidence due to the last episode. Because I'm not going to lie, just the pure fact of seeing her in episode eight, she gets drunk for the very first time, not drinking the whole season. And then she just like has a whole coming to life moment for herself. 
And not gonna lie, I low key kind of relate to Lexi. Yeah, I sometimes be sheltered, and then like she just has that one like moment where it's like, fuck it. I'm gonna just say what I wanna say, and also just like, I observe the world so much that it's just like, why be a why be the sideline? I want to be a part of it, which makes Lexi even more like one of my favorite characters in the show. But I would like to see like how Lexi, I want to see if either Lexi's truly coming out and she's going to express her feelings to Ro because I really think that she has secret feelings for Ro. And that starts this whole love triangle with maybe. I would like to see a love triangle between Rue, Jules, and... Lexi, but I think, if anything, I think Lexi's just going to really confess. I really would hope Lexi confesses her true feelings for Rue. It's her and Rue starting this relationship, and then Jules pops out of nowhere, and Rue's just, like, stuck in a situation that she doesn't know what she wants, as well as to see Cassie and Maddie's whole personality change. Outside of just, like, Lexi getting her glow up, I would like to see Kat, like... Due to the fact that she reverted back to like her pure self, even though it's still not truly pure, it's just like she's more honest compared to just like women control the world. And I would like to see how her and Ethan's relationship blossomed from her revelation and like if her and Ethan actually be a more long term thing, because I'm not going to lie, Ethan, new kid that comes into town a few weeks after Jules, he's always like Kat. And Kat, due to her insecurities at the car- best episode, the carnival, the carnival episode, and it's just like she gets she gets into her feelings. Maddie and Cassie got into her whole feelings, and since they were a girl clique, just to see how they reacted to just certain things that they didn't know and didn't feel like asking the other person, so they just reacted to it. Word. And Aaron, you had something else yeah. you want to say before I so, get into my final I piece. I want to know what Maddie saw on the disc that she took from mm, Nate's house. I they honestly, never said what she saw. My Girl. theory is she saw the video of her Jules of and his dad. That's what I think too, but we don't know for it. sure. Hey, it could have been any random yet. boy girl, mm-hmm. or it could be somebody else that's young. But my only too. my only theory of why it was Jules and Cal is because of the fact of how much uh how much Nate have feelings for Jules without actually really talking talking besides pretending to be Tyler when he got all that information from her, the blackmailer. Oh yeah, that's a whole podcast in itself right there. And then <laughs> I just have to say one thing. Go ahead. I hope that they come Can back. Can it be one thing and not a Roscoe one thing? It's a one Fucking thing. Good. It's an Aaron one thing. <laughs> Bomb ass makeup. Oh my god, the makeup in this this series is amazing. Like not I don't gonna know lie. how these teenage girls have time to apply rhinestones all over their eye because before, they've been watching Jeffree Star before videos school. before school. They've been watching them Jeffree Star videos before home because where there is time, there is a way. And for me, the most important storyline, right. for me, what I want to see most story arc wise would be for the two MVPs of the show to me. That would be the boy Fez and the boy Ashtray. I need to see, first off, how they became who they are. 
their friendship and what put Fez into the dope game and also what his condition is with his grandma in the apartment because watching that the whole time, because I call him Little Matt Miller because that dude is just it's crazy how much he just reminds not only me but a lot of people of him and just to see how he got in that position because he ne doesn't necessarily want to do this but he will do this, and at the same time, his relationship with Jules, I would like to see when that started and evolved to the point, it's like, you're not just somebody I'm serving drugs to. You're, you're somebody actually, I care about. Yeah, you're also like fam. And with that being said, we're going to bring down to that geeking out um, segment of Yo, Where the Cap is At. So now we're just about to go to Yo, Check It Out, where we're check just going to give you a quick TV, serial, uh, TV series of movies that you should uh, watch. And indulge in if you like euphoria or want to get into something euphoria like before you dive right into the pool of this wonderful madness of teenage, um, yeah, Craziness. teenage life. <laughs> yeah. So with me, I'm going to just start off with it's on Netflix. It was on MTV. It was euphoria for me before euphoria. It's called Skins. And not the American adaptation, but the British original. It's so realistic it's so grimy and this is the first time i started seeing kids portray in a realistic way and also gave me an insight into the british um culture and itself um ross what about you what um tv series or movie you would rep um, recommend recommend i mean since you already took skins but low-key i kind of only really want to pay piggyback off the first season of skins because that's the closest thing to an if to a euphoria moment but if i had to choose a show, I might have to say, if anything, the Gross of the Next gener Generation after the after the original cast, so the uh, so the Drake, Aubrey Graham for most of y'all people, those series after they graduated and after like Emma and them graduated, so when they after surpassed their call it like when they still had. Emma and all of them in the college, you still mess with Degrassi. The seasons after that, I can't recall if it's season six and beyond, but I would say like two seasons after those that graduate that were in my era that watched Degrassi, two years after all of those cast members from Next Generation had left and the college series left, I would recommend those series because of the whole fact like that's the first time. Degrassi, on their part, they introduced a transgender chick, uh, freaking the side characters, the side B characters from their show, from beyond when all Drake and Emma uh, and Elena from Vampire Diaries and them were all in there. Those side characters actually got growth and actually had a little bit more current shit that really happened that's more relatable for this generation of kids to understand compared to just like a gun shooting, which me and Kelsey and all of us grew up with in teen pregnancy. They have, you know, the, the youth drunk driving and killing each other and doing all other type of emotional and other shits, as well as speaking on race even more specific. What about you, Aaron? Um, so Euphoria follows a lot of stories, like girls' stories. There yes. are some male characters, but it's mostly girls, girls coming of age, girls going through teenage hormones, all that stuff. So I would recommend another HBO show. I'd re recommend the show called Girls. Mm. Um, they're not teenagers. They're more like... Mid-20s. Mid yeah. Early, early mid-20s, just out of, out of, uh... 
high school or college, just out of college, and there's lots of sex in it. I don't know if we have any full frontal male nudity. <laughs> but, I don't think any Adam Driver's penis in it. I don't think. I would did. love to see more in media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. That's what was so refreshing about Euphoria. But uh, girls, I freaking love girls. It's not as dark. Um, hilarious. Uh, it's basically, I hate to say, I was explaining this to somebody the other day, um, a newer version of Sex in the City. Yeah, it's like the it's same more, more exact a, characters. You can, If you watch it, you can match up which one's the Miranda, which one's the Carrie, which one's the Samantha. So if you liked Sex in the City, um, Girls is great. If you're a millennial, even an elder millennial like I am, uh Watch Girls. Word. Yes. <laughs> and there's... It, how many seasons are there? There's only like four. Three or four. Yeah, I four, feel like it's four. healthy. It's yeah, like a good, healthy It shows amount. a lot of toxic shit too, but... Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that, Aaron. And also, thank you for being on this episode today. We, we love enjoy you, your conversation, oh. your insight, your input, and everything that you bring to every experience that I have in my life. You're... Thank that's you. why you're here. Thank oh, you, you're very welcome. Yeah, guys, so this is going to bring the end to another episode of the most ridiculously random podcast in the 719. Yo, Yo where the, the captions at? at? And always, thank you for listening. Spread the word. You know where you can find us. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. We always doing our thing and trying to have a good time. Yeah, you know who best will enough you ain't trying to find me on those places because I'm not always that social. I'm on the box, some here and there, usually on playing a few video games. Yes, and always, I'm yours truly, Kells for show. And remember, guys, be one or be nothing. And you know how it is. It's your boy, Roscoe Tinkoya. Sometimes you got to be a heartless, but shit, you got to let your heart show. Word.